Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to the star of the upcoming film, Morning, Alex Pettifer. We talked about his character, what attracted him to the role, his love for film and television as a whole. The Warning comes out in select theaters on October 22nd, and it comes to VOD and Blu-ray on October 26th. I hope you enjoy this interview. I'd like to welcome to the show, star of the upcoming film, Warning, Alex Pettifer. How are you today, sir? I'm very good, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to speak. Before we get into the film, I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and kind of go back just a little bit. What was your first job in the movie industry? Uh, uh, my first job in the film industry was um, a movie called Tom Brown's School Days. Um, and I filmed that when I was about 12 years of age with a, a fantastic actor called Stephen Fry. Um, yeah, it was a, a TV film for ITV, I think, um, or Channel 4. I think it was probably ITV. And then uh, from that, it was aired on New Year's Eve. And um, the acclaimed writer, Anthony Horowitz, who wrote the Stormbreaker books, had watched it. And uh, kind of after that, I was approached to do the film um, Stormbreaker. So that's kind of how my career started. You play Liam in The Warning, which is about the meaning of life explored through multiple interconnected lives set in the near future. What attracted you to this role? Um, I think for me, it always starts with the script um, and what, what's on the page. And it was a very intricate detail uh, with, with how this film was going to kind of unravel. Um, and then I was sent uh, kind of like a, like a sizzle reel or like a deck um, on the imagery of how the film will um, aesthetically look and the tempo and kind of was captivated by what Agatha was, was kind of wanting to do. Um, yeah, so it, it, it kind of started, started like that. You've got two of the more, I would say, awkward scenes in this movie. You have the first of which where you're kind of talking to your significant other about meeting your family. And then, of course, you have also the meeting at the dinner table, which is even more awkward. Um, yeah. Have you ever been through something like that yourself in, in, in your own life? Uh, to be quite honest, I don't think anyone hasn't gone through an awkward stage of of either meeting someone's parents or someone else's sibling or lover or um uh so yes i have i have been in you know you're always wanting to be on best behavior and, you know yeah, you're always wanting to impress right you always want to be on that you you, you it's you kind of, of like you're putting on a show right you want to be on on a on a on the same kind of level-minded playing field you know you can sometimes go into an environment that maybe not everyone is um, thinking on the same uh, same level. So the question to you is now. So at the at the dinner table, you make a huge reveal, right? So now, if this was real life, mm -hmm. would you turn off the immor um, immortality for the love of your life? Yeah, I mean, of course, I'd turn off the immortality, um, even if I didn't have the love of my life. I, I think uh, life is about the impermanence of, of, of moving forward and, and the circle of life and death. And I think that's 
that's what's so beautiful. Look at nature about how the seasons come and go and and um, yeah, I think there's a there's a deeper and more beautiful messaging in, in this. But the the precipice of of it all is is love and and uh, yeah, that's what attracted me to do the film. I, I I thought there was a you know a miniature subtle Romeo and Juliet esque um, kind of operatic romanticism towards this. So uh, I was really um, excited uh, to make the film. Uh, another thing that you say at the, at the table there, which this is, it's kind of sat with me. I watched the scene a couple times again, just to kind of make sure I get the phrasing right. But your character says, when you can do anything you want tomorrow, today doesn't really matter. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean to Alex? Well, it's about living in the present moment. You know, we're, we are so caught up on what are we doing tomorrow, the future, you know, um, even back to the past, you know, we, we, we sometimes, you know, are reliving our pattern of behavior and all we have is the present moment. And, and I think that, um, you know, that's, that's, that's an important, you know, that's an important message as, as, a, as a human to be mindful about what we have right now, what we're grateful for right now. You know? It creates more empathy. It creates more compassion to others, you know. Um, if we're constantly looking to the future, we're not engaging with the people that we're engaging with and we're thinking about something else. And um, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of mindfulness to, to, to Liam, shall I say. Yeah, that's what I think I loved about, uh, and I, you said a little bit earlier was there's a, there's a lot more deeper meanings to this film and layers to this film that maybe at first, whenever you kind of read the synopsis, you maybe look at the type of film it is, you don't foresee that portrayed within the film. But when you watch it, it gets really deep, right? Yeah, I mean, look at the TV show OA. Look at um, another film, I Origins, you know. The, these films, there's a there's a surface format of what's going on as a film, but they touch upon these very um, intricate elements of our lives that kind of create this thought-provoking um, element that we walk away from that film, and it kind of changes our view. And I, I love films like that. They, they, they don't come too often, and um, I feel very blessed that I, I personally uh, am walking away from this film having a certain experience, you know? Um, and that's not only because I've been in the film, but also because uh, as a viewer, you know, I'm not in the film that much, you know, I'm in it obviously for my segment and it is woven through, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this film, you know? So it, it makes, uh, it makes doing press a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I watch your parts several times and you do have like that little portion of the film, but it kind of, when you watch films like this back, do you, I don't want to say the word cringy, but how do you feel seeing yourself on the screen? I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I, making a film is, is a privilege, you know? It's so hard to get any movie, you know, you have the 300 creative people wanting to put their, you know, and, and if you knew how much goes into making a film, whether it's, your art or it's not you know a thousand people could stand in front of a beautiful piece of art and everyone has a different reaction to it that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is what's easy for me is that there's not an egotistical element of me sitting here going i'm the lead of the movie watch my movie i 
I'm I'm fortunate in this position right now that I'm in the film, but I'm coming from a fanboy perspective of like I'm in a segment of the movie and it has a great meaning to the part that we're talking about. But there are other elements to this film that are very, very also very thought provoking. And I I walked away from watching the film also thinking, you know, um, that my mind had been bent a little bit on on certain elements and subject matters that they touched upon. It's these type of films for me, I watch hundreds of movies a year as a critic, but it's these types of movies that remind me that I love film so much. Yeah, and it, it's it's that kind of art that brings it to the table. It's a, it's an odd film, you know, it's a it's an odd film. I, first and foremost, I love film. I watch hundreds of movies and TV shows. I genuinely love making film and I feel so blessed to be a part of my industry and an industry that's ever changing you know and watching the dynamic of what film and format of film and tv are being presented and I love the long format of um, series now you know we get to explore these characters and environments that you know um, and Sopranos kind of touched upon that in a certain point but now I think we're getting more into that element of those kind of uh, genre pieces and characters and I think Walter White you know with Breaking Bad kind of changed that element as well but this film you know it, it, it I'm super proud of it it has an element of grounding to it even though it is a sci-fi and um, I think that we're in a really you know I spoke to another film critic before and he's saying I think we're in a in a new golden age of 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 of, uh, of IP and, and, and of film and TV because the streaming services have given us an ability to uh, create content that we have a little bit more freedom towards, you know? Um, yeah, and so I think we're really gonna see some, hopefully, you know, look at, look at the last couple of years of the Oscars with Nomad and, and, you know, all these films that are making a huge impact with us. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited as well. All right, now I'm going to put you on the spot because you said you watch a lot of movie and TV. So what are some of the things that you watched recently that kind of really grasp your eye? You know, I now watch TV and I watch the direction of how TV, because obviously TV can be very formatted in the way that it's directed. I'm, I'm only going to say this because I watched the whole season pretty much last night on Netflix of Sex Education. Um, and Ben Taylor on the season three, the way he's interweaving scene and character following one character out of a scene into another that hasn't been on that character's narrative is just, for me, genius. Like, just, it's on another level. Like, season one and two were really great seasons, but season three, as far as um, storyline and camera work, wow. Um, succession. Um, I'm ready for that to come back. I'm so ready for that to come back, right? Uh, it's so good. Uh, uh, I really miss Ozark. Oh, dude, it's that, especially how they ended the most recent season. It's like, I, I really miss it. Like, <laughs> I, I miss it's, it it's too long in between. I'm like, I'm like, um, film. Um, I mean, I, 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 I watch, I watch too many films, man. <laughs> exactly, dude. I feel the same way. I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I watch, I, I watch a lot of films. But what, what, what are some of your, your, your things that you've seen recently? I watched um, Mass again recently. Um, it's it's um, coming out soon. 
Frank Kranz did it. It's about the two families that are coming together in the school shooting. I highly recommend checking that one out. Um, obviously, Ted Lasso is another one that's on my radar. And I'm excited. Dexter, I love Ted Lasso. Love it. Have you checked it out yet? I, I, I watched the first season. For me, American coming to English, it's such a risky show. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're dealing with American and English humor intermixed. And I think Jason Sudeikis has hit the nail on the head. I really think he did a great job. And there's a reason why he took the Emmy home. And it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for, for, for him, you know. Um, yeah. Last question to you. Is there a director or an actor and actress that you haven't worked with that you would like to in the future? Uh, yeah, I have a book somewhere that has all the directors that I would love to work with, but they are like Gaspar Neo, um, Anton Corbin, who obviously did Control and The American. Um, obviously, like the Dennis Vanels or Dennis, you're going to have to give me the second name. Bill Nueva. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I appreciate that. It's been a long day. No um, worries. I get it. You know, uh, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many great talented directors um, uh, that are coming up. And, and yeah, I, I, I feel very fortunate that the era that we're in, you know, um, to, to kind of, uh, you know, on a commercial element, I would love to work, uh, work with James Mangold. Like, oh, he's I such a great director. I'm really excited for Indiana Jones. Me too. I, I, he, his work gets us like Ford versus Ferrari was like. Well, Ford, Ford versus, I had a project, or I actually have a project. It's, it's on James Hunt. Uh, it's called Shunt. And uh, give me a little exclusive there. Um, and the problem when you make a film or a TV that's intricate into uh, a character's life and you're following a character and his development, and then all of a sudden he goes in a car and puts on a helmet. You don't have any emotionality or emotional connection to the car or the character because you lose, you know? And the distortion on, on speed and, you know, I race cars, I love racing cars, but how James did that film and made you fall in love with the cars and the way that he transpired the, the imagery of feeling the speed, I just, I mean, the guys, the guy's a genius, man. He's an absolute genius. 